Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV. Today we're going to talk about the novel Cinder by Marissa Meyer. She's a black belt in karate. Working for so we were just talking a little bit beforehand, and we discovered that we really like Cinderella stories. Yeah, how does this how does this keep happening? I know, like we it's not conscious. Yeah, but. we've done Grimm's fairy tales. We did an actual Cinderella episode, and then if you count like Boys Over Flowers, we've already got another adaptation. Yeah. So, so this time we've got Cinderella, who's a cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't done this this version before. I know we're taking it into the future, yeah. which is awesome. I yeah, I love when I was younger, uh I loved reading like cyberpunk novels like William Gibson and and also like um alternate Japanese future short stories and things like that. So this this drived with me. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I definitely had that cyberpunk feel and yeah. you know that dystopian you know um thing that we're all about these days <laughs> so yeah uh yeah so marissa meyer i, I actually um not I've, not the ceo of yahoo <laughs> yeah no. Di- different marissa meyer is it uh, yeah, the other last names are spelled differently this one is m-e-y-e-r right yeah yeah so i'm actually met her um twice because uh, I used to live in Provo, Utah, and there was an incredible library. Like, I could just walk to it. It was just down the street. And they had so many author events there. And so Marissa Meyer, she came twice to that library. Oh, very and, cool. Yeah. Um, had you read uh, her books before you met her, or did you start reading them because you met her? Well, the first time I met her, it was she was doing her debut author tour. Uh, so and so it was for Cinder, and so that was back in January two thousand twelve, and so so I did I read the book before um, that event, uh, and it was it was really great to because that was I can't remember what so I so I have a book blog that I've kind of <laughs> it's kind of fallen to the wayside Your because other, now other I'm blog. focusing on yeah like it turned into me just focusing on the food and books and I was like I just need to start a food blog <laughs> but it still exists but that's where um I think I started it in 2010 or 11 um but I like would do posts about the authors that I would meet and um so, some book reviews um but mostly it was kind of like chronicle my book adventures which is what it's called book adventures <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was, like, looking through, because it was so many years ago, I was looking through my Marissa Meyer posts, and, like, I, I would always go to these events with, with a notebook and a pen, or later on with, with my iPad, but I would, like, take copious notes, try to, like, pretty much, like, word for word what they would say, (laughs) but it would be in this terrible scrawl, um, but then I would write it out, I would type it out for my blog posts, um. So I do have, like, a, a typed out, like, a uh, book blogger Q&A that I was able to, to be a part of, um, and, and also, yeah, just all the things that she shared in her, uh, her presentation, so it was really, it was really cool, and it's cool to, you know, get to know authors, or get to see them, um, in person, because it's like, oh, they're just normal people, yeah. like, they- <laughs> That they're really nice and yeah, just because you know when you read a book or or it's you know I guess the same with like TVs and movies and stuff, but it's like you're you know there's there are creators, but you're and you you know and you fall in love with your work, but there's you know you there's that distance you know, but yeah, and sometimes it's it's kind of like oh. Like, we kind of put them on a pedestal because I it's know. like, you've created these worlds that we get immersed in, and then here you are, like, you're a real person. I know. And, in fact, yeah. I was, even when you said you had met her, before I had even read the book, like, I was all excited. I was like, oh, cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you've actually met the creator of, yeah. Yeah, I have a, I'm looking at a picture of me and her right now, like, on my blog post. <laughs> so it's real, like, I have proof. But, 
Oh, yeah, I believe she's you. <laughs> really, she's really nice and and sweet and um, yeah. And she was actually it was nice because her then fiance was um, like would travel with her. I don't know if he went on all the tours with her, but um, but then she married him, and so I think it was the second time I saw her they were married. Aww. So it was kind of cool. It's like you know, yeah, life progresses. Yeah, he, yeah and I was I thought it was just really awesome that he is supporting her you know, so much and, and was there with her. So. Yeah, that's really cool. And especially you were telling me like she had a kind of interesting start because as an author. Yeah. Um, This is also why she's really cool is because yeah. Sailor Moon. (laughs) Yeah. She started writing Sailor Moon fan fiction when she was 14 and did that for about 10 years continued with writing Sailor Moon fan fiction. <laughs> Have you read any of her um, fan fiction? Well, I read her um, the short story that kind of got her into fair- futuristic fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Luna version 4.2. And her um, her fan fiction pen name is Alicia Blade. Mm. Which just... Sounds like she could be a character in one of these I. novels. Yeah, but I but I read her uh, like a, a long time ago. Like I read it's a it's a Puts in Boots Sailor Moon future like <laughs> mashup. So yeah, it's interesting because so she started writing Sailor Moon fan fiction. So that's how at fourteen. So that's how she like got into writing and got comfortable with it. Um, and then uh, some years later she entered a contest and the theme was you know write something based on a fairy tale but with a futuristic setting and so that this is what she wrote was the Puss in Boots Sailor Moon um, crossover and and it was in a future future setting um and she, when she was telling us about it, she's like, yeah, there were only two entries into the contest, like mine and somebody else's, and I didn't win. Oh. <laughs> but, but she said that's when she realized, like, just going through that process and, and writing that story, she realized that she really loved doing fairy tale retellings, but future in the, like, sci-fi yeah, kind of. Yeah, Which is so cool, I think. Like, I feel like, yeah... We need like I, I feel like fantasy has been in the limelight for a while now, mm-hmm. um, and I, maybe slowly sci-fi is kind of getting a a little bit of a resurgence. Um, but I like I would love to see this series made into like a movie series or something like. Especially, like, with young adult books, I, I think, because so many young adult books are being optioned for film and and being made into films, but it's, like, it'd be cool to actually do a young adult book that is this kind of super sci-fi, like, future setting. Like, not dystopian. I mean, those are great, and that's, like, futures kind of sci-fi, but, like, not like that. But this is, yeah, this is... Yeah, with cyborgs and robots and spaceships and yeah, we need th- we need this. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of like a natural progression, you know, like things roll around. Like cyberpunk was really big, I guess, like in the nineties. In the nineties, yeah, yeah. Totally. And then we've had some, yeah, we've had some, like you said, fantasy, and now we're in this like dystopian YA phase, and this kind of flows naturally from that, you know, because it does have yeah. like a touch of that, and then it, you know brings a little bit more yeah, yeah. with like the yeah the, so I the want cause, yeah because it is like an up and down like a what like a roller coaster or a wave yeah. pattern for what's in yeah like you're saying like what's popular and so I'm I, I would like the sci-fi spacey sci-fi to kind of come you know back <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's kind of come like and you know, with Guardians of the Galaxy, that you know that was super popular, and and there yeah. are a couple of like space shows coming back on. Yeah, and, Star Wars is um, coming back, so yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping maybe they'll we'll get into that. But but I hope that as we move into that, that this series will be made into movies. 
<laughs> or a TV series. What? Yeah, that'd be cool. Because, I mean, yeah, like... um, It's like Once Upon a Time well, in Space. Right, yeah. I was about to say, well, it's also, <laughs> well, it's got, on it's the also Earth, got, like, the fairy tale like... adaptation um, aspect to it. So it is kind of yeah. like a mishmash of, like, you know, a bunch of different genres. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess before we get, like, too too far into it, we can give a quick synopsis I know, we should tell. Well, no, what I mean, we you know, we talked about, about the author. That's good. <laughs> no, I know. You're, and also, yes. um, go ahead and give a spoiler warning. Um, if you have not read Cinder or yeah. Cinderella, <laughs> you can kind of tell where this is going. <laughs> if you haven't read Cinderella, where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, if you haven't read Cinderella, yes, read that. Read that first, and then read Cinder, or reread Cinderella, any of the versions of Cinderella, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, and then read Cinder, yeah, and then so come and very, listen to us babble. A very cool twist on it. So, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, Cinder is a uh, cyborg, and she lives. Um, she she was like an orphan, and she was of course adopted by an evil stepmother, um, and she has stepsisters, and she's a mechanic living in New Beijing, which is um, I guess Beijing in the future. I think they said there had been like four world wars, and so you know the political landscape's a little bit different. Um, but then we get you know as it opens up a little bit, we we have this concept of lunars. Um, which are people that had, like, moved to the moon and have a moon colony, and, um, like, they're evil... And then their generations later, they've yeah, yeah, so their evil queen is yeah. trying to come back to Earth and make an alliance or evil whatever. Evil queen! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's just, um, yeah, the basic story. Um, so did you, did you read this around the time you, you met her? And, um... Yeah, so I read it back in 2012, like, January 2012, and then I just reread it like for this podcast because I'm like I don't remember too much right. like I mean I remember some things I remember that I liked it a lot but I need to reread it so I did yeah <laughs> <laughs> and this is your first time reading it right yes yes yeah. um well I have to be honest I had kind of a mixed reaction to it mm-hmm. um like I was really into it at first like it started off really strong like I I I loved the concept of, you know, Cinderella as a cyborg. And at the beginning of the book, it quickly, like, brings in all those fairy tale tie-ins. You know, like, mm-hmm. like at the very start, she's, like, um, she's a mechanic, so she's messing around with her cyborg foot, which is too small. <laughs> you know, so you've already got yeah. that, like, you know, Cinderella thing going on. And then you, um, you meet her, um you know, her stepmother and the stepsisters. So, like, I totally loved the first third of this book but then it just like careened out of control for me (laughs) like (laughs) I thought the lunar stuff was so silly like I I don't know it didn't make any sense to me and um it but I could tell that it was like part of a larger body of work you know so like I mean I I might like it more if I had read some of the other like I know this is the first book you know but I'm sure like she goes into more of that like lore and stuff in the in you know and you know, subsequent books. Um, and then, like, the end, I thought she was going to bring it back around, and it just, uh, it didn't work for me at all. <laughs> like, the ball was a mess. Um, and just, uh, and then it, it got cool in, like, the, it got cool in, like, the last three pages, and, like, there was no payoff at all, you know? And I know there's, like, going to be more books, but I'm like, okay, yeah, Cinder's finally a badass, and not just, like, you know... Yeah, she got like a Swiss a Swiss Army hand. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is cool. Book's over. That was, that was cool. But then it's also like that's like so convenient. Like, but I mean, no, I, I mean, I liked it. There. I mean, there. It's kind of cliche, but it. But then it's fun there was some too, cliche like... stuff I liked and some cliche <laughs> stuff I didn't. Like, of course, yeah, 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 she's exactly. the secret princess. Wow. Yeah. What a surprising that was reveal. My... Yeah, like, so I didn't even mind that because I'm like, oh, this is a fairy tale. This is just how this stuff works. But then, yeah. like, there's this whole, like, plot that the evil queen's gonna, like, start a war. Like, duh. You know, I mean, she had, she. Yeah, that got kind that was of. so silly. Because like, like, she hadn't even been playing nice and everybody was already suspicious of her. So I don't know why it was so shocking that she was, like, planning something. You know, so yeah, like, and because they talked about it, you know, the world leaders when they were talking about it, they're like, she can start a war at any time and she would win. Right. So like, why? 
I mean, so they put that out there, so the readers, like, we know. And then, so it doesn't really make sense, like, why she would need to marry Prince Prince Guy and then kill him, and she would become Empress. So this is total spoilers. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so, the, I'm, but I mean, yeah, like you're saying, we we kind of, it's not really surprising that that would be her plan. But yeah, it doesn't really make sense, because it's like, if she, if she can conquered the world anyway, why would she even need to worry about marrying him, becoming the Empress? Yeah, and like, then, unnecessary. And, like then, just attack. and then waging war. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that so that kind of didn't Yeah, yeah I mean, sense. there was just, like, a bunch of, like, little weird things like that that I feel like were either, either didn't make sense at all or were underdeveloped. And then, like, there were a lot of things that I really liked that I felt we only got a little taste of, you know? Like, we got yeah. a, a little bit of the atmosphere of, like, the new Beijing city, you know? Which I thought mm -hmm. was really cool, so I could have done with, with more of that. Um, you know, yeah, because like, it was cool when they are describing the palace grounds, but yeah, it was only a little yeah. bit, and I kind of wanted to see more. You know, you, got, you get like, a little taste of the, of the market, you get a little taste of, like, and, the, the apartments yeah. that people are living in now, you get a little taste of the palace, but, like, I mean, yeah, I think she could have you know, done a little more, yeah. Like, fleshed yeah, it out Yeah, fleshed more. it out more, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing, like, I, I was... Because I totally picture it as, like, a Blade Runner... Well, like, yeah, like, there's the the opulent palace, but then I picture where she lives, kind of, like, yeah, like a Blade Runner kind of background, where it's, like kind of dirty and stuff. Yeah, and like, they're in these kind of, like, but then bare bones apartments. the neon signs and, like, Asian motifs and stuff. Yeah, because, I mean, it was definitely, like, Asian and not... But what's the in-between And not like? just Chinese. It was kind of, like, pan-Asian, you know, because I think, like, all the cultures had kind of mixed a little bit, you know, and, um... Yeah, so it's, it's the Eastern Commonwealth. So, yeah, there are, like, six regions... And the Eastern Commonwealth is one of them, and it stretches from, like, Japan to India. So it also includes Russia, too. Mm -hmm. Which, but it kind of focused more on China, and then it brought in um, some Japanese um, items and symbolism. But then, it yeah, it, didn't, it would have been kind of cool if it had touched, like, kind of brought in even some, like, Russian... Cause, that's like huge. That's a huge yeah. <laughs> part of land. I mean, it well, it was before, you know. I don't I don't know what happened in the the couple Third World War and the Fourth World War, but like, that's yeah, from Japan to India, that's covering a lot of different cultures, not just Asia. And, and that's official. That's she. I'm not like just like pulling that out of the air. That's <laughs> that's canon, like from Marissa Meyer's mouth. <laughs> That it's that also includes okay. Russia. So that would have been you're right, yeah. Like to get more of a feeling of the of the place and all the different cultures and peoples. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I didn't so much like dislike this book as I was like mad at it because it could have been better, you know. <laughs> so uh, gotcha. yeah, because yeah. I mean I yeah I was really into like the concept of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I, as I was reading it, like, in my head, I was just making little tweaks. <laughs> and I was like, I wish, yeah. not not that I'm, like, an amazing author or anything, because I haven't written any books, but I was, like, just thinking, I'm like, I wish I was her editor, <laughs> you know? And I, like, uh -huh. so I made a short <laughs> list of things that, like, would have, like, made this awesome. Okay, yeah. So yeah. here we go. Tell. Cut out the Tell. middle third of this book, because it's ridiculous. <laughs> and tell, what is, wait, what is Okay, the... <laughs> so, all the lunar stuff, like, all the thing of this, like, weird race of people that can, like, put glamours on you and stuff. Like, I was thinking maybe, like, you know, the queen could just be Russian or something like that, like, and make all the, make all the plot with that just, like, political. Because, like, she didn't really... So, just keep it on Earth? Yeah. Although, I mean, I realize these are the Lunar Chronicles, so that would probably mess up her chronicles, but... Well, it's kind of... So, again, based on the Sailor, Sailor Moon, Moon aspect, yeah. <laughs> and then, so, like, that's the huge thing, is that yeah, it's the okay. So well, the Moon Kingdom, but then they're looking for the lost princess of the moon. Right? Okay, like this, okay, okay. That is like so. But but yeah, but I okay. Understand. Well, well, okay. How about we lose the whole? Or they could put the Russians if on the we, moon. Well, say she's okay. <laughs> Maybe that's why there aren't any Russians in New Strike, strike that. We'll keep it lunar they're people. The but like, went... lose this whole like <laughs> disease subplot. You know, like it was yeah. just like I don't know. It 
it was unnecessary. I think she could have done some other stuff. Um, number two, do some better world building. Like I said, I would have loved like more like day to day life type of stuff, and you know maybe a uh-huh. little bit more like how did we get to this point? Like I know she mentions the wars, but it's just kind of like nebulous. Yeah. Um, there's some like really weird plot points. Like the the prince just like shows up at her mechanic booth <laughs> and I'm like why would he do that like he should have like summoned her to, to the palace and that would be her reason to go there and then kind of get involved with all this stuff and then also yeah. I didn't like the character that much like I mean there were there were a couple times when she was kind of badass you know like when she was I mean she's a mechanic so she's like you know working with stuff and putting stuff together and fixing stuff and that was pretty cool and then at the very end you know when she gets her like you know interesting hand and foot or whatever um that was pretty cool but like in all her interactions with any characters like she wasn't like the kind likable person I feel like we we like in Cinderella characters um like mm. I didn't feel like she needed to be like a total pushover but she was just sarcastic with her you know stepmother and then like just really awkward with the prince you know like and I don't know why he liked her at all <laughs> like yeah, it's like she was a complete bella like there's nothing good about her and yet the prince is like obsessed with her <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like I mean I think like she could have made her a little nicer like I don't mind if she gets a witty jab in like from time to time with well know, maybe it's one of those or if she's like you know more adorable than totally awkward you know I I don't know it's just like eh, I don't know yeah well like so this is part of a four book series um so you know you assume that she grows and develops over the series but you're right I mean she definitely felt like she was at the end you should feel some kind of um, yeah like with within one yeah, book, like, like there should, was, you should feel a there connection. was no conclusion, and there was no payoff. Yeah. You know, you felt like there was about to be. Oh yeah, so that's that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, they should have made like the ball the like climax of the story. You know, whereas it was just like a mess. You know, like she comes in, nothing good happens. Um, so I was thinking it'd be really cool if like the doctor had given her her like cool hand and stuff beforehand, and then. She, <laughs> and she apparently has these, like, glamour abilities, so I thought she was going to come into the ball and, like, glamour everybody that she was, like, this... Well, I guess at that point, it hadn't... Yeah, but, I mean, like, why have... It wasn't until the gun was why to ha- why that have this... it, like, exploded Why have her? this yeah. ability at all if you're not going to use it for, like, the ball scene, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I wanted her to yeah, come know, in, like, right? this gorgeous princess, but she comes in a mess and is really... So weird. that was total... To me, that was yeah. total princess in the pea. Do you know the story, Princess? It's, it's yeah. So it's a it's a princess that is drenched. It, you right. know, it's like storming outside, and she's drenched, and she like comes to the door of the palace. So that's all. I don't know if that was purposeful, yeah. but that's totally what I thought of. So I wonder if that was. But any. But anyway. But, it's like, I, I, but I yes, see how this I know what you mean. Easily wanted to see Easily more. tie in with the Cinderella story, and then it didn't. Oh, and the whole thing with the gun yeah. too. Like I thought that was like unnecessarily. Why did she drop? But it, it was unnecessarily disturbing for like this type of story. You know, like the story is a little yeah. bit fluffy, and like that was a little bit messed up. Maybe this was written before all well, these like the... public shootings and stuff. But like, it was... remember with the knife and the servant? Oh yeah, I, guess I remember. That was kind of foreshadowing. That was so of... like that too. This... I thought was really kind of too gruesome for this story. Yeah. Like, it felt out of place tonal-wise. Well, it was interesting, yeah. you're right, because they had talked about how the queen was so terrible and all these things, but but it was it was just, like, little snippets, and it, it was just, like, hearsay, kind mm-hmm. of. And then, yeah, and then when it actually happened, like, for real in this, in the story, it was, like, yeah... So I kind of wish that there had maybe been more, you know, in order, like, what could have been done to make it not feel out of place? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't mean like to come two. in, like, complaining about it. Because, like, it was, it's a very cool concept, but I almost wish this was, like, a movie pitch instead of a novel, you know? Because, like, yeah, like you were yeah. saying, I think this could make, make a really cool movie and they could show everything visually, you know, like, that yeah, she didn't yeah. describe. Like, yeah, yeah, like you're talking about, like, the whole like, city atmosphere, and, like, um, yeah. yeah, like, and, I mean, something she did describe, like, I thought the, the coronation ceremony sounded pretty cool, um, and, like, the dinner they had, um, 
you know, there was a little description there. And so, yeah, like, the taste, the taste that I got, I really liked. And so that's why I feel like I'm, like, more upset than if I hadn't have liked it at all, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And this was, so I started reading the second book, Scarlet, but I haven't uh-huh. um, gotten all the way through it. Um, but, but again, like, this is a debut book, and I, I don't know if, I mean, so I guess it's like, you I'm sure it, it get, the writing gets better, you know, like, <laughs> but, yeah, and um, I don't think it was, like, badly written, I mean, like, I, I but just the idea, yeah, like, I mean, I, didn't feel, I like enough. certain YA novels, but, like, for example, Twilight, like, I started it, because I thought I would like it, and I couldn't even get through it, like, I thought it was so terrible, <laughs> I've never, uh, I haven't read oh, that, oh, man, so. it was so bad, I couldn't even finish the book, so, like, this, I enjoyed reading, so I don't think, like, she's a bad writer or anything, I just think there was some stuff that just didn't really make sense, and, yeah, like, yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I like, think, like, yeah, if... if Because as a writer, the story is, like, you can see it all, and it's so visual, and so and it's, like, and you know exactly everything. Yeah, so you don't really know what you're conveying. And so it's hard to translate yeah, to your yeah. audience. Translate it to text, yeah. And yeah, see, I felt like she, she could have used some, like, saying. massaging to the to the story, and I don't know. Like I said, I, I think she needs, like, a good editor <laughs> to... Yeah, yeah, and, give I, her that and push, I did get that you know? feeling. <laughs> so. Yeah, I did get that feeling that it, like, like I was saying, like just, like I, I, like I know, I got the feeling that she knew, she could see it all and knew it all, um, but, but yeah, what when it, like you're saying, some things could have been fleshed out more for the for the reader yeah. to see yeah. it, to see it all, yeah. But, <laughs> but yes, so, so I enjoyed it, but yeah, I do, I do agree, um, with the things that you're saying as well. Um, so I'm curious to, like, to read the other books and to see how it, like, if it fills in, I mean, I'm sure that it will fill in <laughs> more, um, and then also how it, the writing or the, the imagery and everything develops too, mm-hmm. I, you know, as, um, Marissa gets more comfortable as be, to, you know, being an author. Yeah, yeah. Like, I definitely got the years. feeling yeah. that there was, like, more to this world that, like, you would you would find out, mm-hmm. I guess, in subsequent books or whatever. Um, yeah, so you actually uh, took this to a book club a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I hosted a little book club. So how'd that um, go, and how did people, yeah, what were people's reactions to it? Well, only a, f- a few people showed up, um, and... Uh, we, like, we talked about the book for a little bit, and then we just kind of <laughs> went off and started talking about, like, other books, yeah, like, books book in general do, and stuff, yeah. and just, like, eating food and, <laughs> <laughs> and all that. Um, but now I'm trying to think, like, we talked, we did, uh, have a little discussion about, um, the society and how it views cyborgs. Oh, okay, Yeah. Yeah, and so so that was kind of interesting. So um, so yeah, so cyborg is yeah is both biological or organic. But yeah, like a human with know, robot parts. Part, yeah, basically. Yeah. So yeah, like the Bionic Man or yeah. what is it, the sixty <laughs> yeah. million dollar man? And so there are also <laughs> androids in this in this story. So they are like pure robot that kind of, they yeah. have personality chips so they can kind of act like humans but then cyborgs are actually humans with like you know um i think cinder yeah. has like a, a foot a hand and like i think her spinal cord or, or spinal column or whatever yeah yeah. So. yeah it's like her yeah her leg and her foot yeah and her yeah yeah she has more than she originally yeah thought. she's like 36 <laughs> it is discovered uh yeah, yeah. Mach- and she has like <laughs> sensors in her eyes. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, that was like, pretty cool. She did have like um, so she can like, she has like a retina display that like um, she yeah. can look up information on people and a little orange light blinks. No Jarvis when they're, when they're but, lying. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but she yeah she's basically got like a Google Glass <laughs> that she can. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, so that came yeah that came in handy. That was kind of yeah definitely the thing that was most uh, or the. One of the enhanced aspects of her that was most utilized was the lie detector. Yeah. <laughs> the little orange light. So that, That could yeah. come in handy. That was interesting. Yeah, and that was, like, on all the time for Queen Levana because <laughs> of her glamour, which is cool because glamour 
is a very fairy tale term. Yes. Well, I guess these days we're like fashion, glamour, but no, this is like <laughs> like uh, fairy. It's fairy magic. Is ba- is that, at least that's what I first um, learned it from. Yes. Was um, in mythology and folk tales and fairy tales. Was yeah fairies and they can make themselves yeah appear any way they want to appear which is exactly uh what the lunar's ability is but it's a scientific thing it's not a yeah they do give some kind of like scientific explanation (laughs) by what is it bio they manipulate bioelectricity yeah um, (laughs) so they can manipulate people's brains and they get yeah and not just how they look but like also how they feel so like she would make people love her for no reason like they would hate her at one moment and all of a sudden they're like or like about to kill themselves for her right yeah so it's like actions yeah it's like images thoughts and actions yeah yeah i could have used some more rules around that too like i kind of enjoyed the like appearance glamour aspect you know, I thought that was kind of interesting, especially because the whole time I thought that um, Cinder was going to use it at the ball. <laughs> I think I was so disappointed. Um, but yeah. then, like, some of it seemed like it was a little too far reaching. Like, the whole city's, like, yelling and almost rioting, and, like, she just comes out to speak to them, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, okay, Ooh. you know, imme- yeah, immediately calmed I- it, I guess, like, because she was in the vicinity, but it's like, how far reaching is this? power you know like if she's right next to somebody yeah. that's one thing but then you know well they, it says that you have to be in the room with her in order for it to have effect okay. so like over net screens or whatever or broadcasting isn't going to do it um, and that's why she has she wears a veil um, when she's being broadcast because yeah her, her the net screen which is interesting so mirrors mirrors, also, mirrors yeah. and net screens and things like that were a thing but um, so I haven't read the there's a companion book to the series called Fairest, which is uh, like a prequel about Levana. Okay, so queen she's Levana. very like evil queen, uh, and Snow. Queen yeah, Snow White. yes, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like Snow White. But it, yeah, so it's like the mirrors because they tell the truth. They show that like you're not the fairest, mm-hmm. basically, or whatever. Like so that's womp so womp. we learn in, in Cinder that yeah the lunar or especially Queen Levana can't in the presence of mirrors so she like when she visits the cat the palace she like every they they have to take all the mirrors down but i'm like those silver terrines right <laughs> they must have been ref- in her golden goblet or well, whatever I think they, well i guess it was a glass with golden yeah, wine but like they did mention at some time they were like removing all the reflective surfaces but i mean that seems almost impossible because like yeah, yeah well like because they're fancy dishes yeah. because they brought out the dinner and like silver terrines with lid you know with the the round the domed lids right, on them yeah i'm like that's but anyway details <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so so I thought that was interesting too is that so there's that fairy tale in there um but what were we talking about before <laughs> wait oh yeah we're talking about cyborgs yes sorry how does society <laughs> view cyborgs yeah, so in this society, cyborgs are looked down, like totally looked down upon, but like second class citizens. Yeah, or and in fact, no, no class citizens, she's hi- like their property. And she's hiding the whole time, like she doesn't want the prince to find out that she is one. Yeah. And um, the like the person who works across the way from her at the market, like... Yeah, Chang. Yeah, like, you know, avoids her and won't let her son near her and stuff, you know, and just treats her awful. Um, Yeah, and then her stepmother. But, like, I don't think we met any other cyborgs. I think, like, I mean, we hear... Yeah, that would have been Yeah, like, I feel like there should have been, like, at least one other cyborg in this story. I thought there'd be, like, a club. Yeah! Or, like, (laughs) like an underground... Network. Right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. like, I mean, you would know who this... I mean... Obviously, the person cool. at the market knows that she's a cyborg, so you know that, like, you kind of be aware yeah. of, like, who is and who's not. And apparently you can also have, like, you know, degrees of, you know, like, maybe somebody has yeah. just a hand or something like that, you know, so they're not as, as like, fully, you know, cyborg as she is. Yeah, but, like, I, I could have done, like, with some more cyborg lore, I guess, over, like, Luna Yeah, Luna I thought lore. that would have yeah. been cool to see more. Yeah, because like that was actually pretty yeah. interesting. Because yeah. I feel like they would have been connected at, in their oppression, at least, and, like, 
yeah, what, where were, like, activists for that, or, like, yeah, like, for us, I mean, it, if it's such a huge society, that this calm, the Eastern Commonwealth, yeah, like, what, we learned that there's, like, New Beijing, and then there's a countryside, but, yeah, well, just like what you're saying, like, it would have been cool to kind of see more of the world, or, you know, to get a feel yeah, for yeah. it more, um, but, yeah, so cyborgs, so they're enhanced humans, but this society, they don't see them as being enhanced or, like, oh, cool, you have, like, superpowers yeah, now. Yeah, no, they're definitely like, second or, class. Or, like, yeah. Yeah, which is, and they And they, and they kinda, use them they, for medical testing, too. Well, in the end, we learn, and that well, was yeah. <laughs> a weight to put on her, yeah, that in order to find They were trying to find why they were yeah. doing the te- yeah the draft for medical testing and all those cyborgs died because yeah but um yeah and that would have been something like so she ha- like in the end of the book and it showed you know it revealed that that she had that weight on her but then it didn't show that she saw um Dr. Erland in a different light she should have or, like, that he would have mentioned something about, like, he, I mean, he mentioned, like, we all have to make sacrifices or whatever, but, like, it wasn't really, it didn't, I didn't feel that it was given the weight that it should have been given. Yeah. Like, you find out, yeah, like, your kind, cyborg kind, in order to find you, they have been killed by the thousands in this draft because this doctor was simply looking for you. And, you know, you find that out. Yeah, you don't think he could have, like, you know, drafted these cyborgs and, like, done some, like, kind of fake medical tests on them and saw them? Yeah, like the placebo thing. (laughs) Right, exactly. And see, it's, like, not them. Like, he didn't need to kill them. But I guess he had to show results, which would be the death of them. I I don't know. But, 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 yeah. Well, because that's a heavy theme in a lot of, like, um, hero stories, especially, like, in comics or, like, superhero stories and stuff. It's that the the hero is, kind of has to remain clean, in a sense. But it's the people around him, like, his supporters or her supporters that have to do the dirty work. um, and, And that taints them, like, but it's, but it's, like, for the cause or whatever, but it's. But there have, but there are consequences. Like, and you have to feel those consequences, or else yeah, or there's no stakes. Yeah, Yeah, but so, so I felt like that was one of those moments. But then it didn't. Yeah, it was kind of an abrupt ending, or like a. Yeah. So, so that's why I need to read the the next books to see like what what goes on with him, and you know what their relationship becomes if they get in contact again. Yeah, because apparently, anyway, yeah, they, they are going to, yeah. like, meet up in Africa and do something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so with the cyborgs, it was interesting because there was, like, one or maybe one sentence or something that was explaining, like, the reason why society accepted the draft of the, of cyborgs for uh, testing, plague testing, basically, to try to find a cure, um, was that Basically, it's like they they belonged to the scientists anyway. That was the mentality: is that they were saved by science, so they are owned by science. Okay, gotcha. And that was yeah, it was interesting that it that the whole society of like from Japan to India accepted that. Yeah, they're like yeah, that I makes mean, sense. But it makes yeah. no sense. Like I mean, like but it makes no sense because they're still human. Right. I mean, you they just you have don't, like. A metal toe or whatever. Make like. <laughs> someone who receives someone's, like, heart or liver, like, okay, now yeah, you exactly. owe your life to science, because science saved you. Yeah. Yeah. But in the, but in the book, that's, like, I, you know, how it was, basically. So, so I thought that was very interesting, because it's, like, you know, when it, it could go, so that's the way that the society went, was to treat them different, differently in a negative way, as opposed to, like, treat them as cool or right whatever. yeah like, and i mean honestly I, I i feel like that was kind of understandable because even though you know like cyborgs do have kind of cool things they can do um like society always fears what it doesn't understand you know so like that that part felt you know kind of natural to me 
Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I guess maybe. It, yeah. It was based on fear that. Oh, they maybe they are more powerful. So I'm gonna like. Yeah. Or or just. Oh yeah. Maybe that, that was that kind of it. You know, they're not like us. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like any society in the world that is we can be frustrated at. You know, like for things that. Their choices. That's true. No, yeah, that's true. I'm just like in the real world. Oh my world, god, like, I know. Don't even get me started. Yes. Yeah, so. But but I mean, so I'd rather was... rail against, um, you know, like cyborg pre- prejudice than like the real real life <laughs> crap that we're facing nowadays. Yeah. So yeah, but yes. Yeah, but so so I guess in that sense, it's seems very like real new Beijing. It's world, just like, like the old Beijing. So yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so why don't we get into food? Because that was actually, like, a pretty interesting, like, aspect of this that I really enjoyed. Because I kept forgetting that we're in Asia. But, um, like, food, I, I think, like, the food and the clothes, like, definitely kind of mm-hmm. gave you that Asian atmosphere, you know? Um, yeah, because, like, a couple times oh. they mentioned, like, stuff that people are wearing. Like, this, I think, her, like, her stepmother wore a kimono to the ball, and they, like, you know, talk about, yeah. um, Prince like Kai. Oh, by the way, when yeah. I was reading, uh, reading this, um, the image I had in my head of Prince, um, Kai was, uh, Lee Min Ho. <laughs> from- yeah. yeah, wouldn't he make a great Prince Kai, <laughs> yeah, from, from Boys Over Flowers? <laughs> so- <laughs> So yeah, I had I had them um yeah, the main characters of Boys Over Flowers in my head for um Cinder and um Prince Kai. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like so so the food was pretty cool. So just right from the beginning, um, you know, we start off in the marketplace and there's like a bun shop um right across the, across the way. I think I mentioned it a couple times, but that was pretty interesting and like so there's different snacks in the marketplace. Um when they go to the palace they have like a fancy dinner that starts off with i forget what the first was it like dumplings or something for the first um course and they have some kind of like yeah it was shrimp shrimp wonton, okay yeah shrimp wonton which marissa meyer has the recipe oh, in, in a little cooking video on her oh blog i'm gonna have to check that. that out nice yeah well, yeah and one of the ladies that came to the book club made uh well it's her mother-in-law's recipe oh, very or cool. grandma anyway a relative's recipe but but yeah so we'll link to that because that was so i asked the when marissa meyer was on tour she was with uh this was the second time for scarlet the second mm-hmm. book in the series the second time that i met her um anyway she was with a, a few other authors and um i asked them it was kind of like a, it was a book blogger and author um little meeting that we could ask some questions and mine was like what Oh, wait, what was exactly that I asked? It was like, what, um, what food would you pair with your books? Oh, that's great. <laughs> and this was before I had the food blog, but like, so you see my mind. That's exactly like, what I would want to Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, yeah, where is, oh, here, here it is. Um, and she said, yeah, what food would you associate with your book? And she said, she like right away, she's like shrimp one Nice. <laughs> And then, and then, she, yeah, she shared that she had made this video, so, yeah, so we'll totally post that. She's so cute, like, <laughs> she's the best. <laughs> um, yes, so that would be awesome. I, like, while I was, I was reading the book, I was like, there are all these ideas for, like, a cinder party. Like, if you're having a, <laughs> like, if you're hosting a book club or something, or having, like, a um, Lunar Chronicles party or something. Yeah, there's, like, all these ideas that, I mean, we can get to in a little bit, or just as we discuss. Yeah, because I think you made a couple of those things, yeah, for your little book book party. Yeah. Yeah, like, this food mentioned a couple times. I think also at the, at the dinner, I think they ate, like, a, like, a piece of pork with some, like, rice noodles. And mirror. Yeah. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah, so it was the second, so the first course was shrimp wontons, and then... The second yeah, course was, was on the silver terrines, and yeah, it was um, the scent of garlic and sesame oil when they lifted up the, the lids of the terrines. It was supposed to be pork tenderloin and rice noodles, um, but Queen Lavana had a hand mirror. <gasps> yeah, some re- rebellion. But then it was her own. Yeah. Or was <laughs> yeah, and then later, so, so the scent of garlic and sesame oil, and then at the ball, Cinder smells the scent of garlic and ginger. So we know 
there's a lot of garlic being used. Yeah. I think they were just kind of, like, <laughs> trying to throw out some, like, general Asian flavors. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, ginger like, yeah. and sesame oil. <laughs> sesame oil is a very distinct It does, which too. I love. Like, yeah, it's really, it's good. So garlic, sesame oil, yeah. And then gold wine. Queen Lavana was sipping on some, a goblet of gold wine. Yeah. And one of the, this was, I thought this was kind of cool imagery. Um, I mean, maybe a little over the top, but like, it totally got the point across about personality. Um, Queen Lavana, her lips, red, red, red lips, like she'd just drunk from a pint of blood. (laughs) (laughs) But like, red, red, red is like, (laughs) quote, (laughs) red, red, red. And then rice wine, there was a guy drunk in the hallway from rice wine. Oh, and... see that, yeah, that's 12 dancing princesses. And then, like, the red lips, like, blood, that's, like, the fairy tale about the queen who... Oh, that's what she who, was... Um, um, ate, didn't eat her white. baby, but, like, the witch oh, came in and that. painted her lips red to make it look like she ate her baby. Oh. <laughs> but she stole the baby. Do you know what yeah. she Yes. I think we talked about it. Yeah, back probably in we did in the um, the Grimm's, in the Grimm's episode. episode. Yeah, because there. Were, I mean, this was yeah. Cinderella, but there there were definitely some other like fairy tale imagery. Like you already mentioned, yeah, Princess totally. And, the pea. and I feel yeah, like there was the like some kind of um, Snow White, Sleeping yeah. Beauty reference at one point. Well, well maybe there, there the was. That... Well, directly they said Sleeping Beauty. Just because she was, like, disheveled, I think. Yeah, and just the fact that she's, like, a secret princess, yeah. too, that's, like, you know, would have been betrothed to the prince, but but she's mm-hmm. missing. And she does say Prince Charming, or, like, several yeah, times to him. Yeah, so there, yeah, there was a little mishmash <laughs> of fairy tales, which yeah. I actually enjoyed. I thought that was pretty cool. And then, of course, Cress does make an appearance. Oh, does she? Uh, in, yeah. She's... So yeah, so yeah, so she's she's the girl in the the satellite oh, okay, that makes gotcha. the and, yeah, the direct they did say she had link. crazy yeah. hair. So <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, Cress is the Rapunzel crazy. character that there's another book yes. about. So yeah, so it's like what, and that's kind of cool because it's Watercress and then Rapunzel, of course, as we discussed before, is uh, a lettuce, like a leafy green, and so that's how Marissa Meyer. She's like, oh, uh, Watercress is also a lettuce. So, yeah. It's better than arugula. Arugula doesn't really roll <laughs> which, off the which, as well. Yeah, yeah that sounds very cool. Which Marissa had her named for like a hot second, <laughs> like in in her drafting process. But yeah, like, I think yeah. I think Chris, all her yeah, little tie-ins cool. are very very clever. I like I like. Yeah, it's fine. And and one of the other things that I'm uh, noticed at the beginning when you and you were mentioning fashion as well. Um, so uh, the sisters, Peony and Pearl their dresses in the beginning silver and gold which is also in the Cinderella archetypes it's the dress a dress like the moon and a dress like the oh, sun okay. so the gold the the tree or the spirit or the godmother or whatever like <clears throat> excuse me in a few of the stories would give the Cinderella character um a gold a silver dress and a gold okay, dress okay very cool so that so in. yeah yeah and then princess celine which this is totally like sailor moon because <laughs> it's <laughs> in the in the american version um usagi uh or sailor moon that the in her non-sailor moon role um was serena so in the japanese version her name was usagi which is rabbit which has ties to the moon um and her name was tsukino which is like of the moon. Anyway, but in the English version, it was Serena, which is <clears throat> a derivative of Selene. Which does mean Which me. is the goddess of the moon. Yeah, in Greek mythology, she is the goddess of the moon. Um, so, yeah, so it's <laughs> pretty, pretty cool. And then Levana, which is, she's the evil queen in Cinder. And that's a, a Roman goddess. Um, that's sometimes associated with Artemis. Oh, okay. Uh, which an uh, Artemis also is the uh, goddess. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's kind of cool. The things. Yeah, lots of little. Kind of dive into, pick up. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and so, and it talks about, so they, at the dinner, they did use chopsticks, mm-hmm. and th- so that was something fun that I did for the book club was, um, I ordered chopsticks, like pretty, you know, chopsticks that have designs oh, nice. in them and like little, little pouches to slip them in, so, so that's what we, we use chopsticks to eat the little finger foods, and then your fingers are clean <laughs> if you use chopsticks. <laughs> Yeah, and then Chang Sacha, uh, you mentioned her in, in the beginning, um, but yeah, her her shop, yeah, she had honey buns, sweet bread, pork buns, yeah, so all those. And I and I just imagined that there were, like, uh, yakitori or like um, grilled chicken on sticks. And yeah, like, all that know, like different kinds know, of like Asian street food, food stall and, type food. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then. Russian stuff thrown in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that, that we never... That well, even though it was such a large, um, like... Well, I guess this was New Beijing. Yeah, yeah, like right. it was in China, so, so like, I mean, maybe there's, there there's was probably still some regional stuff, Russia. you know. <laughs> like, you know, United States yeah. is one country, but you're definitely going to get some regional food wherever you go, <laughs> so... Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, and then also, uh, I just like looking at the notes that I scribbled down as I was reading. But at one point, so in the beginning, she we, when we meet Cinder, she's um, having issues with her little foot. So she's, how old is she? She's, she's like, 18, I think. She's 18, and she became a cyborg when she was 11. Um, so the foot, what, her, so she has one cyborg leg and foot, and the foot was like from her eleven-year-old. Yeah, so she had like body. way outgrown yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and so when we meet her, she's finally taking it off and exchanging it for another, or like a appropriately sized foot. But her robot pal, Eco, um, is like saves it. But, but, I mean, Cinder didn't know that she saved it, but she finds it at the end, which is the, you know, the foot falling off instead of the slipper. But she describes it, um, because her stepmother took her good foot, and so she had been limping around without any foot, but then she finds, um, the, the saved tiny foot, and at that moment, it's, she says that it's... It's like as precious as crystal to her, as if it were made of crystal, like, like a glass. And slipper. so that's, yeah. Let me see. Uh, I wrote down the page number. But so I thought that was kind of cool, and of course, then that was foreshadowing as well. That you know, we know what's going to happen then if that's. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk recipes. Yeah. What did you make? I did not make anything, but <laughs> I know because I was wondering because usually we like say yeah I know well text like what we're gonna I, I had I a like, plan oh, so I was gonna make wontons because uh, yeah make I'm them. going to no 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 I okay, I had okay. a recipe that I have already made that appeared in the story so I have a recipe to share but I didn't oh, okay, like okay. make it fresh for this podcast because <laughs> oh. You could have just p- played it off like you had. Oh yes, I just <laughs> if you already have the rest now. Okay, no, okay. I'm, my my excuse is it's been a very busy couple weeks and it's Ramadan yeah. and for some reason like uh, I'm not religious but my husband is and for some crazy reason I decided I was gonna fast this year. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I normally right. don't. So I've been fasting and so like I have about half the energy that I normally do. Um, so I was gonna make wontons because or or no. Yeah, I was going to make um, um, pot stickers because, like, um, she goes she yeah. goes to the um, where is she when she first comes to the lab or whatever, and the med droid um, tells her that oh you'll be home in time for dumplings. So of course I'm like fasting. I'm like dumplings. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like I'm oh going to make those. No, so like I wrote down you know um, all the stuff I need to get. But then I read a little bit further on, and um, she was in the market, and these kids were eating tea eggs. And I'm like yeah. I have a recipe for tea eggs on my blog, so I'm going to be lazy this time. <laughs> And nice. Just, so tell me how yeah. you've done. Because see, I've tried tea eggs before. I mean, I I've made them before, mm-hmm. but 
I always have trouble because when I peel an egg, I I peel the membrane. Yeah, off and too. so you kind of end up peeling off some of the color. Yeah, yeah. because so, that's where the deep yeah. So that's kind of tough is. not to do. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you have to try to kind of not yeah peel off the membrane as well. Um, yeah, but like the when I made them, hold on, let let me pull them up real quick. Second, yeah. See what all was in them, and that's actually something that Marissa mentions on her blog for, um, for this book. Like if you're having okay, so like one of the suggestions she mentions to you, yeah, because they're super simple to make and they're kind of like just pretty interesting and striking in color. All right, so yeah, the way to make them is like you make hard boiled eggs just like you normally would. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, like, you crack them all over, but don't peel them. And so, that way, like, when you, you boil them the second time, and you're, like, flavorful mixture. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It, like, kind of goes inside the cracks of the eggs, and, um, makes, like, a really cool pattern. Like, the more you crack the egg, the more, like, spiderwebby type pattern you can get. And so, like, I had done mine, I made these last fall. And I did them in a mixture of um, soy sauce, a little sugar, um, some tea, um, and then a couple spices, like some star anise, uh, cinnamon stick, um, some peppercorns, and an orange peel. So you have, like, a bunch of, like, you know, um, like, sweet, spicy, salty flavors going on. And, um, yeah, so... You make hard-boiled eggs, and they have, like, just a really cool pattern on them. And then you can you can serve them, like, dipped in soy sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're so pretty. Yeah. I Well, because I haven't had success with, like, really pretty tea eggs, like, usually I'll just marinate. Like, I'll peel the hard-boiled mm-hmm. egg and then just marinate it um, in, like, soy sauce, miso, Ooh. paste, and honey. Oh, that sounds good. And then... Yeah, so I'll just, like, make that paste and then put it in a little, uh, either a baggie or some plastic wrap, and then wrap it, wrap the egg up in Mm -hmm. that, and then let it marinate for, in the icebox for, you know, a couple days. And then the egg will have become, will have absorbed that and become, like, um, tan or brown, um, but then it, it will have those flavors. Yeah, so that sounds really, really... That's kind of like the cheating way. But that sounds really good, and it sounds like um, it <laughs> has more of a chance to kind of absorb the flavors. Because, like, only pretty much, like, the, yeah, totally the top layer the flavor, of this yeah. gets the, um, yeah, the flavor. But then you're dipping it in soy sauce and eating it, too, yeah. so you get a little bit yeah, more so of it. Like um, yeah, I bet that looks pretty yeah. cool, because, like, I really like when, um, you know, like, pickled eggs with beets, you know, they turn that, like, mm-hmm. awesome magenta color... <laughs> And then I saw another version of tea eggs, but instead of um, using tea, you can use um, blueberry juice, <laughs> which ah, gives it... Well, yeah, why not use anything Like, that just has, a, a really cool color, yeah, yeah and so it, it, it gives, like, a colors. really, like, deep... It was... Is it like the tannins? And the, I mean, there's some oh, yeah, properties probably. That, of those things that make it... Yeah, so you could do, like, black tea or dye. any kind of juice, yeah. I guess, because this... I think it was blueberry juice because it, it gave it, like, a really kind of deep, like, almost black color and looked really cool for, like, a Halloween dish, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's a good Cause, idea. Because, like, yeah, I, th- I made these tea eggs for Halloween because it, yeah, just looked kind of cool and a little bit creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. So, how about you? What'd you make? So, um, <clears throat> so I made a few things, um... So I made these little custard-filled buns, but I don't, I don't think I'll share that on the. Well, I mean, I'll, I might make a share a link to uh, where I got the recipe, but I feel like I kind of want to experiment more with that. Um, but it was these little uh, custard-filled mm. buns, but I made them tiny because it was for this party, you know, the little book club, and so I wanted to make really tiny things. <laughs> Bite size. <laughs> so I made homemade custard, and then I made this um, this a special dough, uh, and I, I used my bread machine for it. Um, but it, it you start out by making this um, oh, and I forget what it's called. Um, it, it, it's it's like an, an Asian uh, 
bread. They use this. It's kind of like a starter, like a. It's water and flour, and you heat it up. It's kind of like making a roux mm -hmm. a little bit, but you add that to the bread oh, ingredients. Okay. And, and it's just water and flour? Yeah, there might be something. See, I don't have it in front of me. Oh, wait. Do I have anything? No, I just have my the other two recipes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, so I'll share just a, a link mm -hmm. to that where I got the recipe um, but I mean I, I like them and people ate them all up but I kind of feel like I'm not ready to like I want to experiment yeah. more and, and try to and make them better <laughs> it sound, yeah, yeah it sounds yeah. good <laughs> yeah I love yeah I yeah love so that was inspired by <laughs> um, Chang Sacha and her like I said she had um, sweet buns and, and things like that so that's where that came from. Um, but, so, Geeky Hostess has these um, Geeky Sprinkles. Like, she did a Kickstarter. This is uh, Tara Theo Harris. I think that's her name. Um, but GeekyHostess.com. Um, she did a Kickstarter uh, to fund making Geeky Sprinkles. And, and they are so they're cute! So <laughs> Yeah, so I helped out with that, um, and then I received several uh, containers of sprinkles, and one of the can canisters was gear sprinkles, like gears and nuts, uh, not bolts. How but appropriate. The, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, I can, like, I have this thing that I can use <laughs> I know that's perfect. It's, it's so random. I'm like, okay, get get yeah, the mechanic, get some gear sprinkles. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, I mean, so the idea, I think, when it was Kickstarter was, like, steampunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's totally good for sci-fi stuff, too. Um, so there's a red theme in all the Lunar Chronicles, um, covers. Uh, I don't, so, like, uh, in Cinder, it's the red shoe, which, I mean, there is no red shoe in the book, but it's just this theme of red on the yeah. covers. And then Scarlet, it's the red cape, and then... With Cress, it's like a red ribbon in her hair, and then the red apple for winter. Um, so anyway, so there's this red theme, and so I kind of went with that as well. Um, so I made red velvet. I just used a, a box, red velvet cake mix, but added in uh, a chocolate, instant chocolate pudding packet, like a powder packet. So I did one of the, like, I doctored up the cake mix mm -hmm. type thing. Uh, but as mini cupcakes... Because, again, the finger food idea uh, and, like, what's easy to pick up with chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so little um, red velvet cupcakes and then a cream cheese frosting. But I put in uh, fresh lemon zest because I wanted to kind of give a little kick. Nice. And, and also, um, I think a, a little bit of ginger would be really good to put in there. Oh, yeah, that does sound good. Um, or you could use orange zest. Um you know, instead of lemon. But anyway, and then just sprinkled on the little doodads. <laughs> the, the little sprinkles. Little gear sprinkles. And, I mean, it's, it's easy peasy, but I, I think it was just a really yeah. fun... Yeah, it sounds, the, like, it sounds adorable. Yeah. Uh, and then I also made another drink. Ooh, you're becoming, <laughs> like, queen of mocktails. I love but it. But it's, like, so simple. I, I know there's, like, a science to it, and I'm kind of curious to delve more into it. So I don't drink alcohol, so I, you know, I don't make any of those. Because I've seen, like, really awesome alcoholic beverages that people have made, like, um, fiction-inspired, mm -hmm. and they're, like, really impressive. Like, how do you get colors to, like, stack on top of color <laughs> and stuff? Anyway. I know. I would end up with, but... with like, a muddy brown, like, whatever I tried to mix <laughs> Right, it's the Groot juice that we talked oh, about right. on the Avengers episode. <laughs> Groot juice. <laughs> but, yeah, but, um, but yeah, so, I, so I've so i done, yeah, like you said, I've done a few, yeah, I guess called mocktails, um, but they're, like, so simple. But I do want to kind of delve into maybe learning more about mixing drinks. Um, but anyway, so this was, I was like, okay, red, <laughs> hibiscus. Mm. So I got some hibiscus tea, and it was actually, um, like, a. I got, it was from the company Tazo, or T-A-Z-O, and it was hibiscus with, like, passion flower and rose hips and some other things, um, 
but it would be similar to like a red singer from um, Celestial Seasonings or yeah. you know there are several different companies that have that anyway um, but it's kind of bitter or sour yeah I think like rose hips uh, are really sour I guess hibiscus is too yes yeah but a beautiful beautiful mm. red and so I was like hmm and then ginger you know again it's like the <laughs> what are some yeah. kind of A- Asian flavors yeah. or whatever <laughs> yeah so I was like okay ginger so ginger ale and then but to and the, I mean ginger ale has a little sweetness but it wasn't really it's not known for its sweetness <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't so I needed to add in some sweetness so I added in some vanilla syrup or you know the um that you yeah. can find in the special drink area of a grocery store <laughs> Torani syrup or whatever but so yeah so it's just three ingredients so really like I came up with the ratio that it tastes kind of good to me but it's so versatile like you can just adjust it however the heck you want no, yeah. it sounds really refreshing. So, I might try it for, like, you know, like yeah. I said, it's Ramadan right now, so we're having, like, different, um, like, just fresh, nice drinks, you know, like, whenever um, fast mm-hmm. opens, so that sounds like it would be really good. Yeah. And yeah. totally best chilled. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you make the tea and then let it sit and then chill it. But that's, like, three, like, three ingredients, yeah. but three, like, really distinct flavors that seemed like they kind of yeah. meld pretty nicely together. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds good. So that's, so yeah, so that's what I did. But I, I had some other ideas, like, just from reading through. Um, so there was the antidote, and and it was it was described as a clear liquid that was in, you know, in a vial. But, like, that might be kind of fun. I mean, if you, if you're all grown-ups and if you all drink alcohol, you could do, like, little, little. shots out of test tubes or something, or I don't know, like, little vials. <laughs> Go to, like... Michael's or Pier One or something and get some little, yeah. like a bunch of little, I don't know. I went to like this ridiculous bar one time and they were like giving bias. shots and test tubes. <laughs> so. Yeah, so like that's, yeah, I, I, I like imagined it. it in a test tube, but like it says vial, but so, you know, you could kind of uh, do that yeah. how you will, but, but yeah, so some kind of clear liquid, so, or it could, it could be like soda or, or you could make some kind of, you know concoction like a, a little mocktail or or a cocktail <laughs> <laughs> and maybe put like some pearlescent dust edible pearlescent dust in it um because they they say that the lunar stuff has right. that kind like of like anytime they mention shimmery like, like pearlescent there's several lunar yeah, things that quality. show up like the mirror and like the the chip that they put in her android or whatever everything has this like kind of yeah like you said pearlescent texture to it so yeah that would fit in Well, we'll put links to anything we talked about, um, and as well as the recipes on our website at fictionkitchenpodcast.com. And we're on all the social medias. We're at FKPod on Twitter, and we're Fiction Kitchen Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. And thanks so much for listening. Yeah, we'll catch you next time. Bye!